Good evening. For today's meditation, let us turn to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. I titled these messages with the theme, Run with Perseverance. God willing, I, I would like to share three separate messages uh, from uh, Hebrews chapter 11 and 12. The dictionary meaning of perseverance is persistence in doing something despite difficulty or delay in achieving success. In KJV, it is patience, but most of the recent translations, the word used is perseverance. So it is persistence in doing something despite difficulty or delay in achieving success. Some of the thoughts before going into the portions, uh, let us look into the context of this theme of perseverance in, in Hebrews. Hebrews were a suffering people. Hebrews needed solid teaching as they were in danger of compromising doctrinally and ritually and also becoming in faith because of suffering. While they knew gospel, what they knew in throughout was Old Testament. So uh, the Hebrew author, uh, Hebrews author uses Old Testament and the first few chapters explain that Jesus is better than angels, Abraham, Moses, Aaron, Joshua, etc. Through the later chapters, Jesus is portrayed in, in the book of Hebrews. Jesus is portrayed not just as someone better, but as the ultimate one, the perfect one, the only one, the final best high priest, the final best sacrifice, etc. Having encouraged the Hebrew, uh, um, or, um, the people who, uh, who were addressed to, um, doctrinally and corrected their skewed thinking, he goes on to encourage them to uh, persevere in their faith. In Hebrew chapter, uh, Hebrews chapter 10, uh, 19 onwards, especially uh, verse 32 onwards, um, previous two chapters, when you get time, you kindly go through it. Uh, it tells about the context of these Christians. The opposite of persevering is, according to, according to this book, uh, is shrinking back. If we read Hebrews chapter 10, 38 and 39, now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back into perdition, but them that believe to the saving of the soul. In other words, uh, if, if we are not persevering, the, the opposite of it is shrinking back. Old Testament, Old Testament examples to explain what perseverance in faith looks like. Uh, it is not perseverance with self-will or self-motivation, resilience, etc., but faith is the fuel. 
in chapter 11 we can see by faith by faith in multiple times it is not our um self will or self motivation or determination or resilience but the fuel is faith the this theme begins in chapter 10 and it goes up to 12 verse 3 chapter 12 starts with wherefore or therefore the word therefore brings up uh, the previous chapters where we are ushered into the cloud of witness made by god from their immediate context of suffering the author lifts them up opens their eyes to their actual context of christian life we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses past and present uh, when i was reading a little bit around it um, one of the o- old puritan speaker uh, john owen he wrote something like this about this portion in all the saints of old testament as it were stand looking on us on our in our striving encouraging us to our duty and ready to testify unto our success with their applauses they are placed about us unto this end we are compassed by them in our life we too often are stuck in our own personal settings situations and context we too sometime needed to transport back into the lives of other christians who some of them who passed away long long ago uh, when we look in their life we also get encouraged to persevere in our life in chapter 11 there are many of them are written but god willing i look into three of the three of them first three categories of them first about abraham second about moses and thirdly about different saints today god willing i'll look in, let us together look into the life of abraham who was one of the uh, one of the saints who walked with perseverance in his life abraham ran with perseverance um bible says in romans chapter 4 abraham as the um, father of all those who believe let us read romans 4:11 and he received the sign of circumcision a seal of the righteousness of of the faith which he had yet being uncircumcised that he might be the father of all them that believe though they may they, they be not circumcised that righteousness might be imparted imputed unto them also so abraham is uh, known as father of all those who believe and let us depend on our god to illuminate our hearts to learn from his walk with perseverance first of all we can abraham story is written in genesis chapter 12 onwards in with more detail first of all we know abraham as a person who walked in obedience by faith genesis chapter 12 verse 4 part part a and the initial part says so abraham departed as the lord had spoken unto him this departure was not for a holiday like we went to adelaide not because of a job he went there but uh, he knew when he started his journey he was not going to come back he grew up in haran in his initial years of his life 
but um, may not, he may not be able to see them again, ne never again. Um, there was no Facebook pages or Instagram pages to get connected and update their status or pictures. It was a permanent departure because God spoke to him. It was a big journey for him. He walked in obedience by faith. Secondly, he didn't know the destination. Chapter 12, verse 1, part B says, Unto a land I will show thee. That's what we read in the scripture. He was familiar with the land of Haran where he was living. A reasonably settled life. He, many years he lived there. He has friends. He has reasonable property. But he don't know where he's going. Uh, when we all came to Australia, um, we had some kind of idea where we are going to and what we have to expect from here. Uh, we could read and understand various things. He could ask friends what is there. But for Abraham, he didn't have any clue where he's going or what he's going to uh, expect uh, when he reached the final destination. But when he started that journey, it was not that simple. A lot of problems also happened during that journey. At Genesis chapter 12, verse 10, he was, uh, there was famine um, during his journey, but he never thought of going back. He was persistent in his walk, though there were delay and challenges. Another thing, he was that time, he was not no more young. He was 75 years old. Genesis chapter 12 verse 4 says that. As we know, uh, many among us also, um, 70 plus years. We know as the years passed, I could a little bit start feeling when I turned 50. It is, I am no more you know, what I am in 30s. And we know as the years pass, we become weak and frail and sometimes struggling to cope. This is a time normally people retire and enjoy grandchildren and the friendship built over the years and also the resources they gain. A period when they lack motivation to take new initiatives, fear to take up physically challenging tasks, when they are concerned about their health challenges, that is a time they face difficulty to form new friendships and relationships. People prefer not to have to cope with many cha changes such an at such an age. But poor Abraham, he is starting a new journey. <clears throat> when he walked, he walked with heavy responsibility, taking huge risk. He took great possessions with him, risking the possibility of being looted and killed. Genesis chapter 12 verse 5, 13.2 uh, and 13.6. I'll do the summary of some of those readings. And Abraham took Sarai, his wife, and Lord, his brother's son, and all their substances. And Abraham was very rich in, his, in, in cattle, in silver, and in gold. And the land was not able to bear them, that they might dwell together. For their substance was great, so that they could not dwell together. So he, when he was journeying, he was 
taking all these possessions with him, risking the possibility of being looted and even killed. We can uh, also he traveled with dependents and servants. Uh, chapter 12, verse 5, 13, 6, some of them we referred before, and 14, 14, Abraham took Sarah, his wife, Lot, his brother's son, and all their substances that they had gathered, and the souls that they had gotten in Haran. And they went forth to go into the land of Canaan, and into the land of Canaan they came. And when Abraham heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed his trained servants, born in his, house, his own house, 318, and pursued them unto Dan. So he was not traveling alone. He was traveling with dependents and servants. That had a lot of risk and um, um, challenges for his own life. So when he traveled, he also traveled with the risk of losing his wife. First of all, he don't have children. The most important person with or without children is your wife. And he traveled with the risk of losing his wife. Uh, due to lack of time, I'm not reading the whole portion, but Genesis chapter 10, uh, 12, verse 10 to 14, we can read about uh, his fear when he sojourned Egypt. And when he walked, remember, he walked with a lot of family challenges. Uh, he didn't have children, chapter 15, verse 1, and 15, verse 2 and 3. After these things, the word of the Lord came into, unto Abraham in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abraham, I am thy shield, and thy exceeding great reward. And Abraham said, Lord God, what wilt thou give me, seeing I, I go childless? And the steward of my house is this Eliezer of Damascus. And Abraham said, Behold to me, thou hast given no seed, and lo, one born in my house is mine heir. So he was walking with the real feeling, I don't have uh, anything to look forward to. No next generation. Somebody is going to take all my properties and all my uh, belongings. I am going childless. And he must have felt a lot of discouragement on the journey because for him, it may not be very purposeful or meaningful, this kind of journey at that kind of an age uh, alone. Later, he heard more challenges came. He got a, a child through um, the maid servant, and though um, he would have been very happy to have a child, um, he would have enjoyed that child, and one point came in his life, he had to send that firstborn out of the family. When God said, he obeyed that. Therefore, God said to him, that portion I'll read from chapter 21, verse 10 to 14. Wherefore, she said unto Abraham, cast out this uh, bondwoman and her son, for the son of his hand, a bondwoman, shall not be here with my son, even with Isaac. And the thing was very grievous in Abraham's sight because of his son. And God said unto Abraham, let it not be grievous in thy sight because of the lad, and because of thy bondwoman, in all that Sarah hath said unto thee, hearken unto her voice, for in Isaac shall thy seed be called. So it would have been a very difficult point in his life. Um, we know every family, children fight, but you don't send them away. Here, God told him, it is good 
to send him, and he sent. It was very grievous in Abraham's sight. Um, but, but he did it because that was the right thing to do, and he did it. And when we read the further portion, and Abraham rose up early in the morning and took bread and bottle of water and gave it unto Hagar, putting it on her shoulder and the child and sent her away. And she departed and wandered in the wilderness of Beersheba. So this would have been a very painful time in, uh, in Abraham's life. Then he had a very precious son, Isaac. And uh, when we come, in, come to chapter 22 of Genesis 6 to 10, he is in a position to, um, um, he, he had to be in a position to leave him also. When I read, when I was a child, when I read, I was not a Christian. When I read that portion, I literally cried thinking about Abraham's life. I remember, still remember uh, reading that portion as a child, as a story. Abraham look, took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac, and he, Isaac his son, and he took the fire on his hand and a knife. And they went both, both of them together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, My father, and he said, Here am, here am I, my son. And he said, Behold, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? Oh, it would have been, went so deeply into this man's life. And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So he put faith in the Lord and said, God will do. And they went both, both of them together, and they came to a place with, which God had told him of. And Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac his son and laid him on an altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took knife to slay his son. He literally wanted to obey. Um, he, he, he was not hesitant to obey the Lord. So think of Abraham, his age, his situation, the journey he's making at that age, the trauma he go through, the challenges he went through. And he, um, another thing we can look at Abraham's life is he had to witness the failure of his nephew. He didn't have to take him, but he took him, protected him, did the best for him. But um, uh, he wanted good land, and Abraham was gracious and very forgiving to give what he wanted. And probably Abraham thought, okay, my nephew will go well and uh, let him do well. He would have wished the best for him. But most painful for him to see later years was how his nephews, both daughters, um, got children from his own nephew. What a shame. Later, Moabs, uh, Moabites came from them. And uh, bad people came out of them. So he saw how the family and relationship disintegrate. Um, it all would have added a lot of sorrows in his later years. Another thing we can see from Abraham's life is walk with challenges, including death. Um, one of the big challenges he had to face was there came a point in his life, as we read in Genesis chapter 12 and chapter 20, 
he had to send his wife into somebody's palace. And, um, but God was good to him, and God sent uh, uh, plagues to Pharaoh's, Pharaoh and his house, and God made a miraculous escape for that situation. And, um, and God was very, very gracious in his life. But, um, uh, but later, um, later he had to bury his own wife with his hand. Normally, um, men pass away first uh, in our culture, in our place. Most of them, most of, we we see more uh, uh, widows than the widowers. Uh, but here, um, poor Abraham, uh, the beloved Sarah, he had to bury. That is what we can read in chapter twenty-three, verse one and two. And Sarah was one hundred and seven years, seven and. 107 and 20 years old. These were the years of the life of Sarah, and Sarah died. And Abraham came to mourn for Sarah and, and to weep for her. And after this, Abraham buried Sarah, his wife. So it would have been a very, very difficult time for him. Um, they had a long, good years together. And this man, in a foreign land, burying his wife. And um, in his life, at this old age, he had to face and lead war. Chapter 14, verse 15, And he divided himself against them, and he and his servants, by night, and smote them, and pursued them into Hoba, which is on the left hand of Damascus. So in this life, it is not when he is young, all these things. When he is old, when he is um, that the time when he should retire and enjoy the friendships and family, he is in the middle of war and huge challenges. But that was God kept for Abraham. And when we look at Abraham's life, he walked a simple and nomadic life. He never could build a palace because all through his life, though he has a lot of riches, as we read in Hebrews 11:9, by faith he sojourned in the land of promise as a strange, in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. So, if he was living in one place and um, um, doing things for himself, he could have probably built nice palace or, um, but. Uh, he never could it. He always lived a, lived a simple and nomadic life. He sojourned in the land of promise. Another thing we can see from Abraham's life is he believed God only can make one really rich. And he always depended on God. Um, that's what he said to the king of Sodom um, in chapter 14, verse 21 and 22. I have lifted up mine eyes mine hand unto the unto the Lord, the most high God, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I will not take from a thread even a shoe latch, and that I will not take anything that is thine. So he's telling, I don't want anything from you, but uh, God only my provider and protector. And if he were in one place, his reputation would have gone higher and higher. 
uh, as there is a saying, um, um, a rolling stone never gathers no moss. So he kept on moving from one place to another. And also he knew um, from Genesis chapter 15 verse 13 what going to happen for his generation. He knew that slavery is in store for his generation 400, year, 400 years. It is not a small period of time. Before God changed Abraham's name, it was simply Abraham, meaning exalted father. It was until God established an everlasting covenant to make Abraham the father of many nations, his name became Abraham, meaning father of many. Before and after this historic covenant, Abraham faithfully listened to God's plans and promised to bless others through him and multiply his descendants, believing, obeying, and cooperating with God every step of the way. Though, uh, as, as concluding, though Abraham had manifold difficulties, he, he pressed towards the goal, shouldering heavy responsibilities, handling family challenges, taking many risks, and obeying by faith during his life as a nomad. So may good God bless us to run our work also with perseverance. That means um, persistence in doing despite difficulties or delay in achieving success. We also have to make a journey. Let us look at these cloud of witnesses uh, who walk before us. May God bless us.